This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, this is ShrimpNet, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust, discussing all things at Welcome Football Club. Thank you for listening. This is episode seven. Uh, we didn't do an episode seven last week for uh, obvious reasons to the death of Her Majesty, but joining Ren and Stimpy today, we have two esteemed professionals. Uh, the first is our charming and erudite board member with his full kit fixation. It's uh, James Wakefield. Welcome along, James. Evening, fellas. And in his swan song appearance before his departure to, from his point of view, as a fan anyway, probably the wrong side of Manchester, it's uh, media manager Ryan Daly. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Freeze. Thanks for having me. No problems. So, uh, as I said, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have one last week. Uh, it was cancelled probably fairly last minute, much to Joel's disgust. It was raring to go, but. Um, We'll start with uh, a little bit of a chat about Bristol Rovers. We got a two apiece draw there in two of the best goals we've scored in a long time and two of the worst goals conceded in a long time, Joel. <laughs> I know, yeah, casting my mind back a little bit now. Uh, I remember, but no, yeah, the, the, the goals, we, the, the two goals we scored were really nice. I thought it was really, I think there were some big positives in that game, and especially in terms of individual player performance in that uh Liam Shaw's coming to the side and I think he's looked fantastic. I think I kind of feel like he's been what Derek's looking for from a DM in that he's obviously very big and physical and likes to get stuck in defensively. But at the same time, he is uh, he's very good on the ball. He's very calm. He's technically very sound. And I, I like the, the kind of choices he was making with his passing. And he was often quite forward a lot of the time with it. So I think he's ticking a lot of boxes there. Obviously, it was a... Uh, Kieran Phillips, I think it was his first start in the league. Yeah. Uh, so that was, I thought that was a real positive. I think his movement in behind is is fantastic. Uh, and I can't remember exactly how many times, but obviously for the goal he got in behind, there were other occasions where he kind of, not in quite as good a position, got in behind the defence to either cause a bit of trouble or have a couple of shots as well. So I thought there were some really big positives there. And like you said, well, Caleb Watts as well, actually, for that second goal with the, the through ball. Again, it's it's a shame not to be able to hold on and to concede a couple of you know, not not the best goals, but I guess a point on the road isn't always to be sniffed at. But hopefully, we will be able to kind of see the see those games out a bit better. I think maybe at times we we weren't always having spells of possession or pr- pressure up the pitch that maybe took a little bit of a gave our defenders a bit of a rest because I think. You can have the best defence in the world, but if they're under the cosh for a really, really long time, the cracks might appear here and there. And I think we that's probably the thing I'd say is to work from from that game and in general from our season, I think, is just to make sure we've given our defence a bit of a rest at certain points in the game. I think it's it's something we've touched on in the podcast in the, uh, in the early few weeks. Uh, that I know that we both, well, we all agreed, the four of us on that week, that if we're going to have roughly 30-odd percent possession, then we have to make the most of it and keep the ball better. 
our passing has to be more accurate uh, because we have to make most of the, all those chances. And we did that at Bristol Rovers. It was an interesting game, James, because obviously first time really we started with a, a flat back four and that gave us that sort of nice four in midfield or in, as it was a five in midfield, really, with Kieran Phillips up front on his own. Uh, but obviously, there's, there's, as, as I want to touch on what Joel said there about Liam because Liam came in and he looks way beyond his years. You'd not think he was twenty because he looks really, really calm. He did this against Sheffield Wednesday. Looked really calm. Got stuck in. But I think there's a nice little burgeoning triangle going on there between himself, Jake Taylor, and Jensen Weir. And they've not got you know, yes, Jake's the oldest of the three, but you know the other two. They all seem to, and there was a, bizarrely our best move of the night against Sheffield Wednesday, which Kieran Phillips ended up with the shot, came from those three with nice quick into passing and then good movement off the ball. And that you could see that happening at Bristol Rovers. And that's why we got into such good positions there when we had the the, the, the less possession. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the last time Morecambe had so many technical midfielders who want the ball. Um, we've, we've typically got one, maybe two, but but like we, we've got we've got loads at the moment, and um, and, we, and you know Ashland is out injured as well. Um, I, I actually turned to um, the guys I was I was at Bristol with and said Jensen Weir plays like a twenty five year old because he does doesn't play like 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 a like a young player. He plays like somebody who's several years older. Um, and I agree with you about Shaw as well. So yeah, there's there's lots of ability in that midfield. Um, there's there's a nice triangle developing, but it's fle- it's got a bit of flexibility to it. Um, I think that that game was was a was a really good performance and a good result away from home. It's not an easy place to go, Bristol Rovers. The atmosphere is is it's a really good atmosphere. If you're a home fan, be pleased with the atmosphere. It's a nice it's, place to go, yeah. Yeah, and it's a bit of a cauldron, isn't it? And the, the, the fans give you give you some stick, give the players some stick, and everything. It's a, it's a good atmosphere. It's a good, good ground to go to. The two all can't complain. Can't complain about. I um, you know, it was just. It's only disappointing because we went up, went, went ahead twice. Um, you know, if, if we if we'd come away with two or draw, having gone behind twice, we'd probably all be thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It was, it was a good performance. That midfield is developing nicely. Um, and I I happened to have a, a night out in Bristol afterwards with two mates and found a pop world. And so um, my hangover hadn't passed till till Wednesday or Thursday this week. There will there will be there will be people out there. Cheering at the fact that James James Wakefield found a pop world in Bristol. <laughs> it was, I was I was influenced by somebody who likes a pop world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I gather you weren't on the second drink when he influenced you. <laughs> no, we were we were on I think drink seven or eight by that stage. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And it went into the late teens. <laughs> so yeah, but but it was a, it was a, it was a it was a good game, a good result. As I say, it's only because we went ahead, went ahead that we're disappointed about it. If we if we come come from behind, it would we'd be feeling feeling like we've we've won the World Cup. And it, it strangely, Ryan, even though we're at the situation where we are now in the middle of September and still without a win, um, the particularly the last couple of performances, uh, I think we've shown enough that you know teams will come on to Sheffield Wednesday in a minute, but obviously. MK Dons, uh, probably in a bit of a false position, but we've we've had some really quite tough games. If we can gain points against the teams that we perceive are going to be around us, which away points at Bristol Rovers, etc., uh, Oxford, that they're they're good points to get. It's a difficult one because, from our point of view, we want to be looking to attack every game, but. On that particular Bristol Rovers performance, the fact that Derek was prepared to put four at the back 
and put some real creativity in midfield, particularly, like you say, we had the three that we've talked about, plus Caleb as well. Uh, and they all had particularly good games that day. That Again, Caleb, not exactly a, not exactly a, a, an old pro. We've got lots and lots of youth and they're only going to get better, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think Jake Taylor as well is another honourable mention. He's come in to this team this season. I think he's got a really old head on his shoulders as well. For me, go back to what you three have just said about Jensen Way. I think personally he's one of the best players that I've seen at this level for a long, long time. Um, I enjoy League One football, obviously spent majority of my working career in it. And the way that he just glides around the pitch and links defence and attack together, he's just unbelievable. He's just so beyond his years, as you said, and, and he's such a really talented footballer. Um, but it goes back to what Derek said after the game on Tuesday night against Sheffield Wednesday. It's like if you're putting them kind of performances in for 60 minutes against teams that are around us, such as your Forest Greens, your Cambridges, your Fleetwoods, your Shrewsbury's, all of a sudden you'll start turning those draws into wins and all of a sudden the, the form will come on your shoot up the table. It, it, it's exactly that. And I think these next three league games now is that perfect opportunity to put nine points on the board, which I know I'll be wanting to do. No pressure then. <laughs> You've got to think big, haven't you? Because when it comes, I mean, some, some fans are already saying, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're cut adrift at the bottom, but I, I think that's a little bit too early to be talking like that. You can't, it, it, the 10 or 12 games in, you look at the table and think, right, OK, we're getting some sort of form and some sort of establishment of where people are going to be. But it, it, even now, I think there's there's two or three teams that are in a false position in the top half and so much so in the bottom half. But So come to Tuesday night. Um, first thing I want to mention about Tuesday night was obviously um, it was great that the game was on. Uh, fantastic turnout from Sheffield Wednesday, great turnout from the home fans and an impeccably observed minute silence and then uh, the referee didn't blow his whistle but we still played the national anthem so I was a bit confused with that one but uh, impeccably observed guys wasn't it lovely to see yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was got, I was thinking somebody answer me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a there was a minute silence I think uh, yeah I can't, I can't really much shouting so uh, yeah well done to all over there that was damn with Fent praise. Now I'm going to tell everybody, you're eating a pie, you didn't sing. James! <laughs> yeah, in fairness, nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> yeah, James, it was... It was it was impeccably observed. Um, it's, it, it's nice to see. Um, I, I, I've got, um, you know, I've watched the way that the, the country has reacted over the course of the last few days, and I, I can see it from all perspectives. Um, you know, I personally have a have a, a, an affection for the Queen. Don't have a huge amount of affection for the monarchy. Don't want to get into politics, but you know, the, it, it's a challenging time. But it doesn't matter. Um, somebody who lived for a very, very long time and 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 worked very hard has, has passed away, and 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 it's it's wonderful that that was marked properly, and and everybody's showing due respect for it. And it's obviously um, the case that my family's outside the door screaming and shouting at this point, as if to ruin that that poignant comment. So, yeah, that. yeah. I, I also thought a nice touch, whether it was uh, yourselves that came up with it or or Brian who looks after the scoreboard, the scoreboard going to black and white was quite a nice touch as well, Ryan. 
Yeah, it was something that Brian spoke about where it was that we received a lot of guidance as well from the EFL and, and even Martin Thomas, to be fair, he was like, I don't think we should really play any adverts that we don't have to play and stuff like that. And going back to the referee's whistle, that was on purpose that we didn't blow the second one because I just thought if they blow the second one, normally the crowd cheer and then the players break. So I kind of said to the referees, any chance you could not do that and we'll time it and go straight into the national anthem. So... Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it worked really well. I was worried because I was like looking at Mark. I was like, he's not looking at me, and I'm trying to give him the heads up. And all of a sudden, he <laughs> I was like, thank God for that. And so, yeah, it went really well, and it was well received by both sets of supporters. And then we kicked off, Joel. <laughs> now you can come and talk. Yeah, to me. come on. Let's talk about football tactics instead. Now <laughs> it, it kicked off. They, they had the first sort of like first 10, 15 minutes. Um, first 10 to 15 minutes we were down to probably 30% possession and then we had about a 5-10 minute spell where I was like good grief we're ruining the stats here yeah? because we kept the ball really well and moved it round and we had that fantastic chance which was probably a, I don't know how many passes but a 15 pass move which ended with Kieran Phillips through on goal which he just if he'd have lifted it'd have gone in but it was low to the keeper's left he made a good Stockdale made a good save and then obviously we had the uh, we had the Ryan Delaney flash header from uh, from our only corner. So it, I, I thought then at half time, I went to the loo and most most people behind the barter card with a pint in their hand were like, this lot are good, but we're doing well to stay with them. And at half time, you're thinking if we can hold it, but it was always going to be tricky, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one really, because I think <clears throat> I think in the first half, and, and I think in the first five, 10 minutes in the second half, we, we, we competed as as well as we could realistically expect to. I think they were probably on top a bit more and had a few kind of, well, had more kind of territory, more time the ball in our final third, etc. At the same time, I think what we were able to do in, in, in the first half in that kind of opening 55 minutes, what was offer enough threat on our own to kind of yeah. swing the momentum towards them and take pressure for our defence and have a bit of time in their final third. I think that's something we probably lost after about the 55, 60 minute mark. And that's where they, the pressure really starts to tell them and eventually a crack shows. And in this case, it was a, a set piece. But uh, I, yeah, like you say, there were some some really nice moves. I think we've, we've discussed the kind of midfield of of Shaw, uh, Weir and Taylor. And, you know, we saw the, the, the talent that they've got and, and the way they are able to move the ball between each other and up the pitch. Uh, nice to see a little bit of link play between... Uh, Stockton and uh, Phillips as well for the uh, for the chance. It, it, that was nice. Yeah, and it was if if they're uh, not saying we should go ahead with a three five two, but I think it will we'll see it a few more times this season, especially against some of the teams higher up in the division. Mm. I think for when that happens, the fact that they can they show they've shown a little bit of good interplay already is a positive sign. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a shame that we we kind of let that slip after the 55 minutes. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Uh, maybe just legs go a bit. Maybe, may, and I think sometimes it's hard to tell from our end, but maybe Sheffield Wednesday just upped it a little bit. Uh, maybe they kind of changed a couple of things around. It's, it's kind of hard to say, but for whatever reason, they kind of started to get on the front foot. And then obviously, uh, I'm sure we'll speak more about him, but Barry Bannon, uh, he, he was in super good form. I think, I've seen quite a lot of people criticise the way that we dealt with him, which I don't think is entirely fair. I think there's been a lot of people suggesting we should have had somebody man-marking him and they put Jane McLaughlin on and have him run around after him all night. 
but I think but and I get why that might be a tactic and I think that is a fair tactic at the same time it's got its downsides what if Bannon spins away from his marker his man marking him and then he's free to run at our midfield and defence and somebody's got to come out of position to close him down and leave a gap somewhere else so it's not just as simple as always have somebody like marking Barry Bannon I think what we were trying to do is we were trying to pass him along the back line and shut off passing options so he couldn't just kind of pick passes really easily. And the times when he did manage to pick a pass through, I think there was that fantastic save from Ripley low to his left in the first half. That's right, that was yeah. when we'd just been pulled out of shape a little bit, I think. And then somebody had to step out of defence a little bit and then, and then there was a there was a runner going through into the box. And so what we were trying to do is, I felt, I felt like we were trying to shepherd him, pass him along our midfield line and just keep him a little bit more out of trouble. But at the end of the day, if Barry Bannon's on one in League One, then there's not, sometimes not very much you can do to stop him. But he's, uh, he's, he's always been quality Scottish international. And uh, from that point of view, if he has 20 minutes in a game where he plays like that, <laughs> Wednesday are not going to lose many, are they? Let's be fair. Exactly. He's, he's just such a good player. And in fairness, he didn't... Uh, the two assists he got, they weren't from open play, they were from corners. Yeah, yeah. And they were fantastic so, deliveries. But, the, uh, the only thing I'll say, and the people who stood around me at the same time, was uh, he, he did a sort of strange signal for the first one, which I noticed, and obviously flicked in by Josh Windus. And just as he was taking the second one, he did the same signal, and I said out loud, not again, same one, and it was. And everybody looked well, at me, how do you know? I went, because he did something funny with his arm. Like, hey. I'm going to... You know, somebody run across the front post, which is what it was. And it was brilliant. He, he could stick it on a sixpence. And if you've got somebody like that in this division and got the intelligence of the forwards, like, you know, and I don't mind saying this, you know, they, they look, to me, they looked better than any side I saw last year in this division. And we saw some good sides in this division. And uh, I thought Rotherham were fantastic last year. I thought MK Dons were, were pretty good as well. I thought Wigan were good. But they looked a step up. They looked like you could take that side, stick him in the championship, and they'd be top six. That's what I felt, anyway. Yeah, I think point in the corners as well, actually. Quite, I, I think it was interesting because obviously we, we took Stockton off around sixty-five minutes, and I think it was a fair decision to take Stockton off because he's not played in a few weeks, so oh, yeah. you want to get fresh legs on, especially defending against Wednesday quite a lot. Uh, but then what he was doing is he was marking the the front of the six-yard box. And we didn't really adapt to put somebody else, give somebody else that role when he went off. Yeah. I think you could maybe pinpoint that as a because when so because when you're marking somebody in the box, you're you're constantly chasing them. You you can't you, you know you, you haven't got a crystal ball. You can't tell what move, what they're going to do. You you're constantly kind of like going after them. You've got to keep following. So sometimes people are going to lose their mark, and that's why you have people in kind of zonal positions. And that's what you see Farron Rawson doing it in the middle of the CCR box. Cole yeah. Eugene did it at the front post. Kevin Ellison, long-time stalwart of the front post header. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, and True. when Cole went off, we never really replaced. I think I don't think anybody kind of said, right, somebody needs to do that instead. And that's where the kind of the area yeah, of the uh, goals. You know, that's that's a fair point, Joel. Is that it is a fair point, which is perhaps why they thought they could get away with it a second time and did so. Yeah, maybe. Fair play to them. But James, I'll come to you now because obviously the the one thing that came out the other night was, uh, you know, Connor Ripley showed just about every skill he's got there. There was one particular save in the second half when it was absolutely hammered, really high at him, and he managed to get something on it, and it bounced and went over the bar. 
which I think was a fantastic save because everybody thought that was in. But all night, if it wasn't for Connor, it could have been a lot more, couldn't it? Yeah, he, 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 had a, he had a good game. Um, and I understand that people will question that when we've lost 3-0. The keeper's had a good game. But he did have a, have a good game. He made some cracking saves in both halves. Um, I think it's frustrating because um, the, the approach that you take, the tactics that you, 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 you deploy are right if you win, they're wrong if you lose. And that's, that's, that's not right, is it? That's, that's imperfect. That's, that's all outcome-based rather than, rather than performance-based. Performance was a good one for an hour. Um, and unfortunately, they then broke us down, but then they broke us down a couple of more times quite quickly. Um, we only had one player start the other night who started the same fixture last season, like one player, and that player hasn't played for a few, a few weeks for, for various different reasons. Um, and so we, we are in a, we're in a challenging position in that we've, we've changed a lot of the squad um, and we're playing against a Sheffield Wednesday side who are clearly gunning for promotion. But for an hour, we, we were fine. We, we matched them and we could easily have scored one of those two excellent chances in the first half. So it's, it's annoying, it's frustrating, but it's, it's a result. You can't do anything about it. That's football. So I'll pick on something there that, that uh, James said, Ryan. It, it's a bit of a no-win for Derek, really, because um, if, he, if he brings subs on and they make an impact, then he's a genius. And if he brings subs on who don't make an impact... He's castigated. So you, you, it's like, as you said, it, it, it's all based on the results. And yet it, we, we were symptomatic the other night of we probably did run out of legs. And by the time they got the third goal and then people started walking out, that's their right to walk out. And I, I've no complaint about that. But the booing got to me because it, it, people booing. And this is only me personally. I couldn't fault the 11 that we had out for that 90 minutes because they gave their all. And we because they they spend 10 million and we spend 2 million, supposedly, on our wages, that's the difference in the teams in the last 20 minutes. So where does Derek go on a, on a day like that? Is he castigated for playing five at the back? Or, you know, I think it was right to try and close the space down and try and nick one. It didn't work. And now everybody's saying, oh, I'd... You know, I'd rather have Robbo and lose four three. But when Robbo was doing that, you didn't want that. It's, you can't win. No, and that's the tricky job that he's got as a football manager, really, isn't it? Yeah, you obviously paid to win games, and he wants to win every game that he possibly goes into. He said that he's a man that loves to win football games, and if he thought that was the right formation to win that football game, I'm absolutely of the belief that I back him, and he had a plan, and unfortunately, that plan lasted for 55 minutes or fortunately should I say and unfortunately it didn't last for an extra 25 minutes after that but we I think we did really well I thought it was a really even contest in that first half I think those two opportunities if they go in for Ryan Delaney and Kieran Phillips it's a totally different game but you talk about substitutions I don't think that any substitution that Derek made was the wrong one okay Joel's absolutely correct I noticed the, the two front post headers while Cole came off because that's what you're used to seeing Cole doing a lot. And he did it during the first half, I think, two or three times as well. Even when they came short, he was the man that went with the front post runner. Granted, yeah, I, I take that on board, but it, I don't think it was the substitutions we did or didn't make. I think it's the substitutions that they made. Yeah. You look at the players that they brought off the bench, Deli Bashiru, Will Voltz, Gallon Pass. Yeah. Them kind of players are ridiculous, like, Will Volks is up there as one of the most solid championship midfielders in the last three or four years. Like, and he's playing in League One and can't get a sniff at the minute. 
he comes on after 60 minutes and all of a sudden he's running around people that are leggy anyway after 50, 60 minutes worth of running and then he comes on and, and takes it up a different notch. So I just think it was more the substitutions they made at the right times that won them the game rather than we lost it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And uh, like I said, I, I made the point, I, I, well, I made the point to friends in the fact that you know, people, like I say, the people are right to walk out if they're like, oh, yeah, for whatever reason, it's like, you know, oh, I'll, I'll get to the car before everybody else and blah, blah, blah. I've no criticism of that. I've no criticism of people booing. You know, that's their right to do so as paying fans. But um, bearing in mind, you look at where we've come from and where we are, and you still have to pinch people like <laughs> myself because we're playing Sheffield Wednesday at home in League One, you know, Um it isn't that long ago when I remember crowds of 900 against Northwich on a Tuesday night and we'd lose 3-0 to them in the conference. And it's like, well, you know, which which do you prefer? I know which I know where I'd rather be. And it's certainly, you know, not going backwards, but that's just the way it is. So moving on. Um obviously, Ryan, thanks for coming on. Um it's sort of with some some sadness that you announced that you're leaving. Um, but happiness for you, because obviously you're going on to Possibly the uh, the finest team in the country with one of the greatest managers that this this top division's ever seen because he's had such a fantastic impact on on Manchester City. Um, how, how did that come about then? Were you just thinking? Obviously, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you've done really brilliant stuff for us. You've used it as a stepping stone for yourself as anybody would at your age. But I need to talk about the fact that you've got a Man U tattoo and you've got a Man City. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's keep that a secret between us. <laughs> uh, I don't Sorry, think we... it's out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's going to be strange. I even watching the game last night and Bellingham scored, and I was just like, normally I'd be quite happy. And I was at the same time, I was thinking, I don't really know how to feel anymore. <laughs> and I text one of the girls at work, there and I said to her, I said, I don't. I said, my moral compass is completely all over the shop when it comes to being a United fan, and then my new employers, but. Uh, yeah, no, look, I'm really looking forward to it. I've absolutely loved my time here and it would have been a lot longer if that didn't come up. It was one of those things where you saw it and you think, right, I'll just chance my arm. It was the only job that I've applied for since I've been here. I always said to Ben, if I was to leave this football club, I'd go to a team, hopefully in the Premier League. I wouldn't have gone anywhere in the EFL, no matter where it was. Um, I felt at home here. I still do. Except for Benny, you just keeps going right. Every time I make a cup of tea, we're charging you now. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's just that next step in stone for me, as you say. It's it's it gives me a chance to go back home, it gives me a chance to go and work at a football club that's as big as the iron in that respect. And with a bit of luck, I can go and sample a few different grounds and hopefully go on a European tour would be quite nice as well. Well, yeah, and it'll be Champions League, not Europa League, like your beloved man you. Again, we don't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, I've done it. <laughs> so when, when you came to us, I, I remember when you first started, and the first time that I met you was the, I think it might have been the Workington friendly, which was... No, it, it, I think it might have been Blackpool at home, maybe. Was it? I, it was, well, I knew it was somewhat like that. Yeah, it might have been, but it was a, it was a friendly anyway. And uh, I remember sitting there thinking, oh, crikey, we, 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 we have gone up in the world because we've got somebody who's looking after the media properly and this is going to be interesting. But obviously, um, from a club's point of view, um, it, it's been the stuff that you put out there 
um, it's sort of like, well, it's probably gone up about 200% in what we used to put out. So you've obviously been a busy lad, and this is probably what's got you the, the, the position at Man City. But when you go to Man City, I presume you're going to quite a big team rather than just you just try to do everything. Is that right? Yeah, no, that's correct. I think it's I'm going on as part of a digital team, so there'll be a few people in there I should expect. And then you've got like your social media team, your media communications team. I think there's going to be loads of people there. It's going to be certainly different to... Uh, life as a League One head of cons, anyway. Yeah, you probably won't get charged for your cups of tea either. I, I hope not. If not, there is something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but no, thank you for your kind words. And, and look, I'd, I'd like to sit here and, and I would definitely love to say it's all me, 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 but it's not. It's there's it different people that have helped us achieve where we've wanted to get to. Uh, Jack Taylor, the photographer, has been an incredible find, and he was even in the building before I came in, and he's helped us boost with his fantastic images, and and we do that on social media. And I think one person that again that we wouldn't be able to do with what we've done so far has been Matt Smith. I think he doesn't get the plaudits that he really should do, and and that's just because he's not somebody who begs attention. He just gets on with it, and he does a fantastic job. And the content side of it for the last six months, what you've seen is is all Matt's work. It's it's me who's been leading on it from a more admin-y perspective in in that, in that that way. But the execution and some of the things that we've been doing, the TikTok and stuff like that, has all been down to Matt, and he's done a fantastic job. And unfortunately for him, this job's probably just come a, a year or two a bit too soon. So what you're saying is that he's done all the hard work, and you've got a promotion on it. Well, that's how all the best managers do it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just giving you the opportunity there to sort of like say, yeah, it's uh, you know, be be humble. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know, I don't know what you mean, Freeze. No. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. What, what's been your favourite part of the job? And obviously, us being, you know, we're, yes, we're not little old Morkham anymore. We're in League One. We're 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 doing okay. Uh, crowds are going through the roof. Season tickets gone through the roof. Uh, we've got loads and loads and loads of decent staff now in the right positions. Uh, so what? What's what, what? But we're still one big family, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like that hasn't changed. That that kind of being part of it and and being somebody who's making a difference and the, the fantastic people that have been there for years are still playing a huge part in the way that the club's evolving now. And I, all I've done is come in and just played my part in that, and I've tried to help everybody achieve what they want to achieve a lot of people have helped me achieve what I've wanted to achieve in the time that I've been here and that's exactly how it is nobody's playing off their own kind of hymn sheet it's a it's a club-wide song that you're trying to sing if cliches go as far as that and, and that's how it is that's how this football club is and you can't really understand it until you're in it but the club is in safe hands from the top to the bottom like I cannot tell you how much I've really fallen back in love with football by being at this football club because I hated my last job that I left to come to Morecambe, like where I even thought about giving football up permanently and going doing a normal nine to five office job. And I, this was my kind of like last roll of the dice when it came to football yeah. media. And, and it was the best decision I've ever made. And I thank James, Charlie, the, the two chairmen, Ben as well for giving me that opportunity and, like you say, I just wanted to kind of make a difference in what was going out there and what was going inside the club, and I'd like to think we've done that. Well, if it was kill or cure, I'm glad it was cure. So. No, absolutely. It was 
it was something that I even spoke to my mum and dad about. I said, look, I think this is going to be my last time of being involved in football. And like I said, if, if this opportunity didn't come up, I'd still be here for however long the club wanted me here for because I've absolutely loved it and and it's just a fantastic place to be. Well, hopefully you live with our good wishes, but also that, that uh, shirt you've got on, uh, take that with you and keep that badge close to your heart. Absolutely. I, I've, I'm having a car boot sale with the media lads. They're all wanting all my gear from this season. I was like, there's a couple of things I'm keeping, lads. I'll take the pay that now. But no, it's, yeah, I will do. And, and look, it's the same when I was at Doncaster. I still watch out for the results and I, hopefully I can get to a few games as well throughout the season if I'm working a Sunday shift or whatever. So, oh yeah, you, you, you won't see the last of me. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got this, you know, you know how... This this is me fantasising, but you know how we've had uh, Chelsea in the third round and then Tottenham in the third round. I'm thinking Etihad third round January. What do you reckon, guys? The Ryan Daly Derby. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a ring, hasn't it? It has. It's got a ring. Yeah, so sure. moving on, uh, as we always are, uh, and I'm I'm going to come now to uh, a little, just a bit of a chat about, uh, particularly to James about the crowds, obviously. Of another another uh, Sheffield Wednesday, great great signing, uh, seventeen hundred from Sheffield Wednesday, over five thousand. It's been fantastic. The crowds. I mean, I know I've you know we've been slightly critical of them because they've <laughs> some of them are walking out and booing, which is fair enough. But that's it. But the crowds again uh, are standing up fantastically well, and we've done more season tickets than ever. Are we now? Uh, yeah, we have. We've, uh, this is this is a record for season tickets. Um, it's a record for season tickets, despite the fact we obviously changed the um, uh, the, 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 the offer that we were offering to to the um, the younger fans um, last season, just because so few of them were actually turning up. It just didn't make sense. So it's it's not just a record, but it's a record despite that change. It's really really good, and um, you know that's what we need. That's what we need. You know, this club can't be sustainable at League One level without. 4,000 plus in the stadium and we need to push it past five. We need to get to the point where we need to look at working on the stadium. Um, completely appreciate individuals' perspective, perspectives on football, completely understand and absolutely respect people's um, views and, and then what, what they want to see, what they don't want to see. That's the whole point of, of football. It's entertainment and if you don't enjoy the entertainment that, you, that you're offered, then then you, you, it's your right, your prerogative to, 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 to show your, 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 um, your thoughts. But I do think that we just need to remember where we're coming from. And coming back to what Ryan said a minute ago, like we we were we weren't in this position. We were even close to this position. We couldn't even dream about being in this position a few years ago. Wow. Um, and it was a it was a guy um, who's, who wrote a book about the, the All Blacks who, who talked to us um, and talked about the coalition of the willing and how if you if you get your message right, if you do something authentic and real and and, and sincere. You'll get everybody to go with you. Um, that's exactly what we've, we've we've managed to achieve. And so, you know, we're, we're being challenged a bit now because we're in league yeah. for the second season. The honeymoon's over. You know, we're we're not we're not we're not newly promoted league to. Oh my God, isn't it, isn't it fantastic? We're here. We're actually in league one for the second season. We've got to compete. And and it's you know it, it, it is it going to be a, a challenging period. Um, but we've got, we've got to remember where we where we've come from. We've got to remember just where we were three years ago, literally three years ago, um, league wise, crowd wise, and um, general confidence wise. 
And then that coalition of the willing that's been formed between everybody, voluntary, paid, not paid, everybody, everybody associated with the club has got us where we are today. Um, and that's what that's what that's what that's what that five thousand attendance is. That's a it's a it's a very clear representation of that coalition that's got us to this point. Um, and just one quick comment to Ryan. Like we, we said from the very beginning, for those of people who are professionals who are not fans who are attached to the club so not you free not you Joel, not me not Rod, not graham um but the, the professionals whether they're the footballers or the people who work in jobs we said from the beginning people come in do a fantastic job and then move on up the pyramid because unless you're real madrid there's always somebody above you mm-hmm. um and this is that's exactly what this is so we, we genuinely are wishing man well because he's come in he's done a fantastic job and he's got his move up the pyramid, and we'll do the same for players. We'll do the same for staff. We'll do the same for anybody. Um, and it's um, that's how it should be. That's how the club progresses because it becomes a place where people can um, can genuinely flourish and do a great job and become be part of something, and then move on to something else. And those of us that are, who are fans, we, we we stick with it, and and we we build it over the course of the next 10, 20, 30 years. Well, you never know. You never know where it's going to end up, do you? Because if you said. If you'd have said thirty years ago when we're in the like Northern Premier League, you know we'd we, you know and it was Northern Premier League. We were getting crowds of 300, 250. If we got three hundred and fifty, it was like wow, big crowd, you know. And that's thirty years ago. And that that picture behind me, I used to stand there. And if you'd have said, oh yeah, one day you'll be in League One playing Sheffield Wednesday a league match, thirty years ago, I'd have laughed at me. But it just goes to show you, doesn't it? So yeah, and and, and I would I would say and this isn't like a boast; it's a, it's a genuine just comment. We've done it. We've done it the right way. We've yeah. done it under our own steam. Like you know, we haven't doubled our crowds and got into League One um, with the Chuggy Daddy with the Ryan Reynolds. We've done it because everybody's worked together. The trust, the club, the, the ladies, the, the like the, the, the people who are employed, the people who aren't employed, the people who volunteer. Like like. It's 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 real. This success. It's 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 it means something because it's not paid for. It's not it's not been bought. It's it's genuine genuine created success. Um, we can't rest on our laurels there. We've got to work out how to stay here and then kick on to the next level. But it is real. It is a real thing that we, that, that everybody's done. Yeah, we've uh, we've had uh, pupae. We've had chrysalis, and we're sort of turning into the butterfly now. But we need to learn to flap the wings and stay in League One, don't we? That's yeah. the wor- absolutely worst, worst <laughs> that I, I could ever come up with. But I, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> so I'm just being honest. Um, so looking at looking ahead, James, um, we, we've got some news on the uh, from the boardroom about the. Uh, the ladies' football side or the girls' football side? Yeah, it's really good news actually. And so, when we were part of the the, the, um, the the 2024 vision, the three-year plan was to bring the Morecambe family of organisations together. Um, and, um, and one part of that is obviously um, the, the Morecambe ladies, as was now um, MFC women. Um, and it wasn't as straightforward as we would have liked um, because there are actually two separate organisations and so a lot of hard work has been done by um, Steve Glover and the Trust, by Ben, um, Charlie's um, done some bits and pieces of background and, and everybody's worked quite hard with Sophie who founded the club back in 2005, founded the, the, the ladies team back in 2005. Yeah. It's taken longer than we would have liked but now MFC Women is part of the Morecambe Football Club. 
which is which is really really fantastic, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with the fact that there was um, a lot of hoo-ha about the ladies' game or the women's game um, over the over the summer. This has been a lot of hard work by Sophie, by Charlie, by Ben, by Stuart over the last couple of years. But now MFC Women is part of Morgan Football Club, um, and it's just one more part of the, the family of organisations all working together. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, really good news. Um, it's taken as longer than we, we would have liked. There's going to be a couple of announcements tomorrow in terms of kit sponsorship, which is quite exciting. Um, and I just personally like to put on record just what a fantastic job Sophie's done, um, whether she's you know selling programs, volunteering at the ground on a Saturday, or running that running that um, that, that 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 women's um, club. Absolutely fantastic job done, um, and it's really good that it's now part of the same family. Yeah, I know it's been a long road. I know it's been on the cards for a while, but it's lovely the fact that you've got there in the end. And like you say, perhaps it is a pity that it's coincidental with the England ladies' uh, sort of like success over the summer. But I know that you've been working hard behind the scenes for for uh, a couple of years, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been it's been hard work. Um, and as I say, people like Stuart and Sophie and and, and Ben have, have, have done the most of it. So yeah, it's really really good news. Um, and it's just one more part of the family coming together and working together. So again, um, uh, I, I'm going to have to ask you. Obviously, uh, the Worcester Warriors connection that's been in the, quite a lot, quite a lot in the press, uh, and it would be remiss of me. Um, I don't know if it was Jason or Collins said in a uh, a press release that uh, uh, Morecambe FC has a buyer or has somebody interested. Um, most people picked up on that straight away, but um, can you clarify that for us? Yeah, nothing confirmed as yet. Um, there's always somebody sniffing around Morecambe Football Club. Um, there has been since since I got involved. Um, and uh, Diego Lemos, Joseph Caller. <laughs> I, I was fortunate to miss those. I, I, although, <laughs> although I would have loved to have seen the plans for the the under stadium aquarium. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that, that was it was it was an underwater casino. Yeah, which whatever it was, I I I I I feel like I missed out massively by not being there. It would have been brilliant. Um, but no, there's um, there's nothing confirmed as yet. Um, I think the two two realities are that um, any football club is up for sale at any given time. Man United, Man City, Morecambe Football Club, Accrington, Fleetwood, every single football club, just like every business in the country, is up for sale at any given time. Um, Jason Collins, um, to be fair, notwithstanding anything that people might say about them in other parts of the country, um, have generally done right by Morecambe Football Club. Um, and um, they, they've stuck around for longer than they said they would. Um, and we're in a much better position now than we were a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, so, you know, we will we will play out the next sort of months, years, and 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 do so with confidence because we're, we're sustainable and we've got a budget which is significantly healthier than it was once before, and it's and it's it's paid for by us rather than you know requiring a sugar daddy to to pop it up. Um, well, to yeah. be fair, but not the usual. I did buy a euro millions last night, but. Uh, 124 million. I didn't win, so you could have had a sugar daddy, but like I always say, it would have been awkward if I promised that and said only won 20 quid. But you could have had that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, as I say, nothing confirmed as yet. Um, but we're in good shape. We're in, we're in, we're in a better position than most football clubs who are making a massive loss every single year. If you look at the the, the, the financial performance of football clubs um, at the end of this financial year and look look at League One and League Two, Morecambe will be at the right end of that table, which is where we wanted to be. Yeah, and that's so, that's and that's something to be proud of. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, that's that's sustainable. That's 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 real. Whatever we achieve, we've achieved it under our own steam, which is what we said we wanted to do. Um, and 
hopefully the right people will come in um, behind and and, and 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 in place of Jason and Colin, and we'll we'll kick this thing forward again. I particularly want a sugar daddy myself. This is a personal opinion, not a board opinion. I want us to keep doing it sustainably. I want I want to look back in five years' time at the success we've achieved and say we did that. We didn't we didn't we didn't buy it. So if, if uh, Ryan Reynolds gets hold of Ryan Gosling and he says, oh, I'm quite interested in what you're doing here, can I buy somewhere? And he points with your way, we'll go, no, thanks, Ryan, it's fine. <laughs> no, you know what? You can, you can invest in a training ground and you can invest in a, you can invest in the stand along the Berlin Wall. And you can do those things which are long-term investments in the fabric of the football club and the success of the football club. I just don't want, to, don't want to be one of those clubs that spend billions on players that can't afford that's nonsense that's not that's not real success that's like buying a degree yeah true yeah i agree with you but unfortunately it's um it's how, how does this how do i put this nicely it, it attracts the media yeah it you, you look at the hoo-ha behind the class of 92 at salford and then they get a documentary made about made about them and so everybody's second team becomes salford and then all of a sudden ryan reynolds goes in at at Wrexham and they get a documentary made about them and it's like it's money to money all the time isn't it it's uh, it is, it is. And, I, and, and it's frustrating and Wrexham are still in the National League and Salford are still in League 2 exactly and that was the point I was trying to make the fact that you know and it's funny isn't it because uh, Gary Neville who I'm sure you're aware Ryan Daly is, is uh, very very uh, very very left wing in his views but uh, when you watch the class of 92 all he's bothered about is like well let's increase the budget let's sign some other players and yet He's, he's on Sky Sports saying, well, you know, Chelsea can't just sign their way to... And, but he's diametrically 180 degrees opposite to that when he's chairman of Salford. It's like, come on, make your mind up. But I get what, you ta- I get what you're saying, James, in the fact that we have done it. It's, it's grown organically, hasn't it? It has. And, to be, and just to any Morgan family who's concerned about the fact that I don't want a sugar daddy, it's not to me. Somebody's <laughs> millions and, and plough, you know, X into the budget next year and... <laughs> Like, you know, as a fan, I'll quite enjoy that. As, as a director, is, I will, I will, I will question whether it's responsible. The thing is, there is there, there are there are there are three of us that are on here regularly, and if I was to win the Euro Millions, I, I would have a triple decker stand down that side. But the only thing I'd be interested in is us three designing the kits. That's all I'm bothered about. <laughs> You know that's what that's one thing. That's one thing that that people like Ryan and, and Ben and and everybody who's come into the club in the last couple of years has changed. Like there was there was a there was a, a point where um, we were too involved in all manner of um, like minor stuff, and then there was like this this wonderful fun point where we were able to do all of the cool stuff, um, <laughs> and, and and nobody nobody was there to professionally tell us we couldn't do it. And now we've got so many good professionally qualified people like Ryan and Ben in in, in post that like. They, the cool stuff we don't do anymore because they don't need us to do it. There's professionals doing it. But you'll not let go of that kit, though, will you? <laughs> I might have to. I, I, pro- I have to. I have to. If somebody else is better at doing it, you've got to let them do it. All right. No, no, no. I think us three on here are better at doing it than anybody because you've got a great sounding board here. I've got, I've got 50 years of drawing them. <laughs> and I've got, I've, got, I've got annuals full of them. I'm sad. But anyway, they're all right. this is my, my dad, my dad did one. Um, and my dad, my dad's actually an artist. He's he's made he's made his career by being, being a commercial artist, and he did one with an angry shrimp on it, which was an absolute beauty. It was like an aggressive shrimp design. Um, I need to see pictures. It, it was it, it might have seen the light of day a couple of years ago, but I think if I put that in front of the professionals now, they'd be like, literally, you go and sit on your board. And <laughs> 
You'd be on the naughty step. <laughs> right, again, moving on. Um, we've got, I just want to mention this now. Obviously, the Forest Green, <laughs> the coach scenario for Forest Green, a lot of people, fans were complaining, saying uh, they advertised the coach and then the, the, virtually the same day, they said there's only four people on it. And that was a bit of a faux pas. Get this off Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever, mistakes have been made. But let's talk about the positives. There's a coach going to Accrington and the club are organising it. Is that right? Yeah, do you, Ryan, do you want to take that one or shall I? Uh, yeah, there is, there's a coach going to Accrington. Um, it's obviously the first time the club has arranged transport. And it's yeah. always going to be a challenge because people have been arranging their own transport for years. Um, but I'm glad that we've taken the step to do it. And I think it's the right thing to do. And it's really about gauging this season as to how much engagement there is and, and how many people are interested in, in getting on the coaches. I will make a comment on that, 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 that thread. Like, <laughs> two things. One, when you post something that's just honest and transparent and real on Twitter, I don't care how people react. It's open, it's transparent, it's real. It's an honest, honest thing. And things shouldn't need to be spun for fear of, in order to prevent some sort of fear of reaction. I agree. This is, um, I, I actually got really angry about the response to the number of Accrington fans that travelled away um, yeah. uh, the week before last and all of the, the people who, who jumped on them for, for, for how few how few fans have travelled away on a Tuesday night. I always think, and this is going to probably cause a couple of people to raise their eyebrows, but people who talk about having more fans than other clubs in the league that they are in are a bit like those people at, at school who've been held back a year and have got more underarm hair than everybody else and boasted yeah. out. <laughs> like it's not it's not something to be proud of. Like you're the you you're the ones who've dropped down to, to this level and we're the I, ones who've climbed up to this level. Thank God you said underarm hair and not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> no, but it's really embarrassing to, to, to say to say we've got more fans than you, but you're in the same league as us. It's it's, yeah. it's like literally like we are that bad. Yeah. in the same league as you yeah exactly and i don't understand it so i think when when those fans those particular fans of particular clubs have a go bring it on honestly yeah love it well, absolutely love it admit your failure to us bring it just exactly it. but you you saw that you saw that and and and, and was it was it 37 they took Accrington took, took 37 to forest green on a tuesday night which is fantastic yeah, well, so it's, a rearranged it's fixture on a Tuesday night. And it's, and, it's, and it's better than 35 and it's better than 30. But you saw what I tweeted. I tweeted, I've never met an Accrington fan I couldn't have a pint with. Yeah. Because that's true, because they're exactly the same as us. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you, this is a true story. When we were both we were both in League Two and, and we got our usual tonking <laughs> at the Crown Ground, as it was then, not the Oil Stadium or wherever it was. And obviously, you have the away end, and then you you have to come out and go. We're all parked by the crown, and the the home end comes out. And all these Accrington lands were like, "We ain't Morecambe, oh, we ain't Morecambe, we ain't Morecambe, we ain't Morecambe, we ain't Morecambe, we ain't Morecambe." And then two of us went, "No, you don't." And they went, "No, you're right, we don't." All right, lads, and we all went for a pint. <laughs> yeah, and that's just Accrington. We're exactly the same. We know they're exactly the same. We're twenty five mile apart. They've done it exactly the same way as us. And if we look at anybody, and I think, I, I don't, I, I know our home end sings, oh yeah, we hate Accrington. I don't think, I don't think I hate Accrington at all. I hate Fleetwood more because Pilly's just bankrolled them for the same reasons you've just said. 
but that's yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I respect any club that does it the right way. Um, yeah. and, um, Andy Holt's done it the right way. And, uh, and he and talks a lot of sense. Cole, Cole, Coley is, is obviously a Morecambe legend and he's doing yeah. a job down there. And honestly, I, I've got a huge amount of time for Accrington. There's only, there's only there's 180 minutes this season. I, I, I don't like Accrington. The rest of the time, I think they're great. And uh, I agree with you, but one of those 180 minutes, 90 of them are coming up uh, a week on Saturday and, uh, sorry, no, October the 1st. So we're running a coach to it. So uh, you can book on That was my point. We are. <laughs> I managed to bring that back in somehow from a sort of semi-rant. But anyway, never mind. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Um, I'm just looking at what we got. Any any other updates from the boardroom then? Anything for us, James? No, not really. The the the, 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 uh, the MFC women story is the biggest one, and that's been a lot of hard work. As I say, um, you've asked about the ownership. Um, we're in we're in we're in good shape from a business perspective at the moment. Um, we we'd love to get a couple of good results, um, and that would fundamentally change our position in the table. But I think everybody's just got to remember that we're only eight games in, and um, and and we're we're showing plenty of promise. We have massive turnover. During the seat during during the summer, um, in terms of players, eleven players came in. That's that's a lot, um, and and Derek is 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 gradually getting things to where he wants them to be. And we've we've, we've had a couple of players get injured as well, and yeah, really true. quite 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 important players to us. So there is there is absolutely nothing nothing to worry about. It's just a case of everybody taking a taking a breath and realizing that we're eight games in, and we've had a tough start to the season as well. Um, I would absolutely love to get two or three results out of the next four. I think, I think, I think we we can we can get them as well, and it will completely change where we sit in the table. Um, and as we say multiple times during the course of the season, the last two seasons, just keep the faith, keep the faith, don't panic, and um, and and hold hold fast because the, the results will come. They will, no doubt. And we're going to City in third round at FA Cup. I've just decided. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so, so Ryan, um, your your job's uh, been advertised. Are, are, are you hunting your own replacement? Do you know people? Are you involved? Are you going to give them some some little tidbits like turn up in a suit and look like you're in business, or you know? Um, yeah, well, always turn up in a suit and make sure you look like you're in business. That is one rule that I would say. But no, I, I'm not involved uh, in the process. I know that um, it's obviously gone out, and I think Ben's been interviewing as of today. Um, as well, so I have no idea who he's interviewing or what he's looking for. He hasn't asked me about X, Y, and Z, which is absolutely fine. Uh, probably the best I don't know, um, so I don't have any bias. Or, but if he ever does want to run any names past me or whatever, I'm absolutely open to to helping him out should he need it. Well, the only thing I'll say it's a disappointment to me because. I, I, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to be texting you to see if we can get a city player to come on here. Well, there you go. I think there's a few stipulations about my job that um, wouldn't be on the normal job spec, and that's one of them. <laughs> well, the only thing I'll say is whoever your replacement is, I'll be into Ben straight away going, give us his number. <laughs> give us his number. <laughs> give us his number. We need him. Because <laughs> you would be secret weapon. Um, no, it's been a pleasure. Like, I hope he's out. And obviously, we've been doing it a lot more this year as well with the players and stuff. So I'm sure even if you speak to Matt in the interim as well, he'll he'll make sure we keep populating as best as we can. That'll do for me. So moving on, we've got Forest Green uh, imminent. Um, they've had a couple of decent results, but they've had not the greatest of starts. Um, Joel, losing the manager 
uh, pretty much like we did. It doesn't really do you any good, I don't think. I don't think you get continuity, do you? No, and on top of that, they've lost uh, Ebo Adams. He's a very good player. I mean, three of the best players have gone. Ebo Adams, yeah, uh, yeah. Nicky Cadden from left wing back and Kane Wilson from right wing back. And those two wing backs were pretty fundamental to how, how they did last season. So, it's, it's you know, as we know from experience, it's very tough. Obviously, they've recruited... Uh, Quite a highly rated manager in uh, Ian Birchnell, who uh, obviously used to be at Ustersons in, in Sweden and uh, before he was at Knox County. So, uh, yeah, they've got some good stuff going there at the same time. I think they're only three or four points ahead of us. They're part of that. They're probably going to be part of that bottom group. I had a little sneaky look at some of their underlying numbers. They're not doing, they're not tearing up any trees at the moment, it looks like. So, I think, I mean, looking at over these next few weeks, actually, I think over the next month and a half, we're playing five of the bottom six. Uh, so, you know, I think... We, so we back four and go for it. I'm yes, sorry. exactly. Well, that's the funny thing. I think we look we look back at, like, the, the some of the anger after the Wednesday game, and I, I think it is a bit daft to boo after losing 3-0 to Silent Chef Wednesday. Same time, I, I wonder if it's maybe just because we're eight games into a season and haven't won. I think that's probably what's helped it build to that yeah. point at the same time yeah we are looking our fixture list looks kinder over the next month and a half i think with shaw in the midfield i think i'd like to think that'll give derek a little bit more confidence to play a back four to maybe go to, back to that four three three he's had quite a lot of success with us previously in yeah uh and you know just have that Sit here, that sitter and Sean, and obviously, like we said, uh, we're and Taylor either side. It'd be nice to see that, and yeah, be able to take it to get teams like Forest Green, like Accrington, because obviously we'll respect them and do our homework on them. But they are compared to Sheffield Wednesday, the teams that we can get at. So hopefully, you know, we'll be able to do that starting on Saturday. Uh, are you there, Saturday, Jones? No, I'm sadly not. I'll be at the Cambridge game, um, but I can't make it to Forest Green. It's um, family. Um, I'm, I'm, I won't give you the boring excuses, but uh, I can't get up to Forest Green, but I'll be there for Cambridge. Well, all I'll say is you're missing out on the tofu stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's always it's always amazing to me when they had the uh, when they moved to the new ground and did what they did, which is like you know for whatever reason it's a nice idea, but. Uh, at the bottom of the hill in Nailsworth is like a butcher's cum pie shop, and there's just like old pork pie wrappers on the on the hill as you're going up sausage roll wrappers because everybody is everybody is like oh god I meet 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 quick before we get exactly. in exactly yeah exactly and the higher you get up the hill the, the wrappers diminish he's like oh is that you know if, I, I tell you now if ever ever there was going to be a Greg's at a football ground it's going to be there. <laughs> Well, I, will, I will say quickly on Forest Green, like um, when not long after Derek arrived and we were we were recruiting um, a football analysts, actually, Harry was was the hire as a result of that. Forest Green were the team that was coming um, the weekend after the, the final interviews. And at that point, like the analysts that were interviewed would say, yeah, this is the best team in, in League Two. They, these guys are amazing. You, you're not going to be able to stop them. They've got the big lad up front. They've got the wing backs who can cut in. But everything about them was fantastic. Um, and, and I would just remember Forest Green being at that point, to Auckland at least, from a football perspective, a step on from us. And obviously things have changed since then. And then last, um, not last season, the promotion season, 
when we went away and we came back and, and we drew and Carlos got that fantastic glancing header. No, no, he admitted it. Yeah. I'm not sure you can top a Forest Green experience because oh. that felt better than a win. And that was one of those moments in that season where you just thought, yeah, actually, this is this is real. This like, you know, these we're playing these guys at home. Yeah, so I've had some good good Forest Green um, sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got I've got. Well, bizarrely, the, the season before that, where Aaron Wildig scored and we won one nil, and yeah. enough, Farron Rawson was playing centre half for them, and they had uh, Owen Archbold on loan, who's at Orient now, tearing it up at Orient, and they absolutely tore us a new one. But we defended really well that day, and the only chance we had was Aaron Wildig, and uh, when we had Aaron on, I spoke about that. But then Aaron also spoke about the two-all draw when we knew, he said we knew we had something that night. And the reason we knew we had something, he said, because they had an arrogance about them, like, how dare you come and draw with us? And they couldn't believe it when we equalised. And I always remember that the entire team celebrated that equaliser in the 93rd minute. Because... He giving it some exactly. over his shoulder. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that was when, and that's when Aaron Wilding said we knew we had something because they thought there was some. You know. I knew that I knew that goal had gone in before I actually saw it go in because because <laughs> Alex Kenyon was off like thirty or forty or fifty meters to the right and he could see the goal line. Yeah. He screamed and shouted and leapt around and we all screamed and shouted and leapt around. But he was a split second before us because you could see you could see the goal line. I think there is on Morphy. It's not the uh, I don't know I don't I don't know if you can hear it on the uh, EFL highlights, but I remember there's another highlight that I saw packaged into the end of season montage from behind the dugout. And you can really clearly hear Kenyon do that kind of scream just <laughs> yeah. about half a second before it goes in. Yeah, happy exactly. days, happy days indeed. So it is funny in football how things change so quickly. But um, like I say, I've always had a good experience there. Uh, and bizarrely, I actually had the vegan hot dog, <laughs> and it was very nice. It was actually very, it was very, very tasty, very edible, pretty big as well. But Glenn did go for the tofu curry. Didn't give, it very, didn't give it a very high rating at all. We had we had to we had to stop on the way home, go to the chippy. So that's all I'm saying. That's those are my travel tips for you if you're going to Forest Green. <laughs> so moving on, uh, final thing we always do a, a Shrimps Trust update, and that's uh, my good friend and uh, co-presenter Joel. Yeah, no, there's quite a there's a, there's a few things to update on really because uh, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, he says no. <laughs> I know, I, I've done my research this week. Yeah, so we, yeah, we switch off at this point, got all the finished. I know, yeah, I've got to get them, I've got to get them switched back on now, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, so obviously there's been a bit of movement on the board, uh, and which we've kind of updated. And uh, yeah, so uh, basically uh, we've had uh, Steve Sandoval from America, uh, Joe and Rob all depart. Uh, so we'd obviously like to thank them for the, the hard work over the past few years because they have worked very, very hard. The trust, uh, but we've got quite a lot of new, uh, quite a few new people on the board as well. So we are, you know, feeling in a good position to be able to keep doing things. Uh, we've got a few things lined up. There, there's, there's a Halloween party in, in uh, for trust members that's been booked. Uh, I don't have the date to hand, and I don't think it's been fully announced on Facebook. So I'll, 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 I'll leave that. I know you were going to say that, and I've had a white sheet ready, but anyway, anyway. I know exactly. <laughs> I know I've, I've, I've let down the theatre side there, and uh. Yeah, just just to kind of reiterate as well, like you know, anybody who has a bit of an idea or a project that they want to kind of work with the trust on, ultimately, it's it's gonna it's 
obviously the the people on the board are kind of running the trust but at the same time a, a lot it does rely on participation from members and don't think that just because you're a member and not necessarily on the board that doesn't mean you you, you're not in a position to be able to kind of contribute with those things and also don't feel like you should hold back and I, if you think you've got a good idea for an event or, or project or whatever you know I, I think I've, just to reiterate you know you can bring it to us and we can all work together how, how would they contact you board. oh find people in the bar facebook email whatever whatever works best so you, you can go to Shrimp's Trust online and there's an email there, et cetera, isn't there? And the, I know yeah, there's a there Facebook is. page, so there's a Facebook page. share this on the Facebook. Or you could get in touch with you and you, you could, you know, yeah, you could talk about personally. it on here and say, no, that was crap, get lost. Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah, you could. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just, just get in touch if you've got any ideas and, you know, help keep the trust running. Brilliant. Is that it? That's everything. I've got it all in. Well, we, we've done well there. Uh, I don't know what we've come in there. We've rambled for I know, yeah. <laughs> probably probably a lot longer than we anticipated to, but it's been fun. Uh, this has been the podcast number seven, uh, despite it being week number eight, uh, for obvious reasons, for the death of HRH, where we were very humble and, uh, and uh, bowed our heads in servitude last week. But uh, I was getting complaints uh, on Tuesday night saying, where were you? What happened? And I was like, oh, come on. Give us a break, you know. You know, it's one of them things. You know, we we got the news Ryan was leaving, and we were all in mourning. So there you go. Yeah, I fit it somehow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it pretty well in the end. So there you go. Uh, thanks to Ryan. Ryan, good luck. You uh, you've got another couple of weeks. Is that right? And then you're off to uh, off to Shitcha. Yeah, I've got. I'm off next week as I had a previous trip to Italy, booked in to go and watch England at the San Siro. So, oh, lovely. Yeah, missing missing the next two games. So Saturday at Forest Green is my last game with the club. All right. Well, bring back three points. I'm trying, and my first time going. So your your trip recommendations of what to eat and not to eat is quite very helpful. I would say the vegan hot dog, don't try the tofu stir fry or the curry. No, it. No, yeah, please. Um, James, thank you very much as always. Uh, always a pleasure, never a chore. Uh, and Joel, um, all I can say is good luck trying to make sense of that and chop it down to an hour. <laughs> can, can I just ju- jump in quickly and just place on record a big thanks to Ryan? Ryan, you've done a fantastic job. You did exactly what you said you were going to do. You've moved us on a level and um, and you, you've been part of this this journey that we're all on. So thank you. Cheers, mate. No, thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate it, James. I'll say it's been a pleasure. And uh, you realise that now Ryan is actually putting these uh, podcasts on his CV. So we've done him a favour. <laughs> that's what that's what got me over the line, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you flatterer. We'll take that, won't we, Joel? Yeah, 100%. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be back next week to talk about Uh, That outrageous away win at Forest Green where Tofu Stir Fry was thrown on the pitch in celebration. Uh, And uh, uh, we'll be three points better off and in top six. Thanks for listening. This has been Shrimp Net, episode seven. See you next week.